Hello, my friend, and welcome to a, another rousing edition of TFU News and Views. I am your host, Anthony Bercalli, owner-operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the Tory Archive, this podcast, Transformers University podcast, and so much more. And I want to thank you for joining me for this episode today. And, uh, you know, with these news and views, I don't want to just cover the news of the week. We are going to talk a bit about uh, off-topic stuff, things that are related. I might rant about a few things. There are plenty of great Transformers news podcasts, such as Radio Free Cybertron. So please make sure you check them out as well. They're friends of the show. Uh, Brian does a great job over there, and you should definitely give them a listen weekly to catch up with your news and I listen to a lot of Transformers podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts in general. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the ones I do listen to. Actually, you know what? Um, one of the things I heard on a podcast uh, this week, and it's an older episode because I'm behind, uh, but on ID10T, uh, Chris Hardwick's podcast, he uh, had to sit down with uh, Rob Zombie and his wife. And uh, I'm always in on uh, the rock star interviews, uh, particularly on podcasts, because it's a lot of fun for me. But, you know, it's funny. It, he mentioned something about fandom uh, that, and this wasn't Rob Zombie, this was Chris Hardwick that mentioned it, and um, about fandom and reboots. And I felt like it applied to Transformers in a number of ways. And the thing he mentioned was uh, about having a pet. And, you know, you have a pet and you build these memories with it and you love it and, you know, you spend part of your life with it. And then at some point, you know, if it's say it's a dog for argument's sake, uh, that pet dies. And then, you know, you get a new pet and it's not like the old one. And it's almost like you don't kind of want it. Uh, you, you know, you don't want it. But eventually uh, you accept it for what it is. You find a way to fall in love with it. You build your own memories of, of it. And... Uh, it becomes part of your life again. And, you know, I think as Transformers fans, we we kind of uh, have gotten used to doing that with uh, each subsequent iteration and reboot over the years. And it's funny, <laughs> I think I kind of extrapolated it uh, to my feelings on a third party. Now, uh, as many of you have listened to me on this program and others, uh, I am not a fan of third party as a whole. I find it... Um, derivative and unoriginal uh the fact that you cannot generally refer to a third-party toy without referencing the hasbro owned and created character or uh, a similar toy uh, is part of the reason why i can't stand uh third party now add-ons i think are, are different i think add-ons are are things that will allow you to uh, enhance your experience with a previously existing toy but overall um the people that swear by third party kind of do get under my skin. And uh, the way I kind of started to look at third party, aside from one of those things that I was trying to think about why it was so popular. And, it's, you know, and not that I'm doing this news podcast weekly, but uh, I get it there. It, it's a way to fill a news cycle for for a podcast a lot of the time uh, when there's nothing official going on. But in reference to the to what I heard on ID 10 T. Uh, I started looking at this third party thing uh, in, in the context of that same thing of having a pet. Third party is kind of the equivalent of taxidermy in that um, scenario. So when you have the pet that you love, that's the pet that you've created all these memories with. And uh, it has loved you back and it has given you something 
and third party being like taxidermy it's like here's the thing that's kind of your pet it's not really your pet it sort of feels like your pet and looks like your pet and uh it evokes a lot of those memories that you had of your pet um but it's not really going to love you back. It's not going to create new memories with you. It's not going to give you anything other than a feeling that something else gave you prior. And and I don't know if that, that hits the nail on the head, but it's certainly uh, one way of looking uh, at third party the way I look at third party. Because what I find uh, the worst thing about third party and and i don't mean to make this episode a rant about third party i really don't um is that there there's very little drive uh on both the creator end and on the buyer end uh to and and then that's a catch-22 for for the companies and i say that in air quotes um to take this engineering this skill in designing what look like fun toys to me um and creating a world around it so they do half half the work, whereas Hasbro has gone out and paid writers and artists to create these comics and cartoons and things like that. Uh, these third-party quote-unquote companies uh, have left off half the equation, let Hasbro pay to do it for them. And uh, that is my uh, my big issue, my big rant, and that is why I see it as taxidermy. But we will get into some official news. I will get off this rant. There is another rant coming. Trust me, I have it in my notes because uh, we got some stuff... Uh, in the news that I do want to talk about, but speaking of of, of <laughs> speaking of dead animals, what is a bump of chicken, and why are they making a bumblebee figure? So I don't know if you saw this, the uh, Japanese band Bump of Chicken. I want to know where that name comes from. I gave them a listen. They're a bit of a J-pop sounding band, not really my thing. Uh, I really hope the name Bump of Chicken is similar to the origin of the band Corn's name. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm sorry, this is a G-rated podcast, uh, you'll need to Google that on your own time. Uh, so they've put out this bumblebee that is uh, light blue. It's the uh, Power of the Primes bumblebee, Titan's Return, Titan's Return bumblebee. Uh, and it is in light blue, and it comes with a Titan Master of one of the band members, uh, which is the Spike Titan Master, or the uh, uh, Daniel, spelled backwards, Titan Master. Uh, from Titan's Return, uh, it's it's a neat little toy. Uh, it was selling for 4, 000, uh, forty thousand yen, which is about forty bucks American. Uh, I've seen it on eBay right now for about a hundred and forty dollars. Uh, let's hope that comes down because you know that's a neat little recolor. Uh, some of you can just imagine it as Bakon glyph, uh, and it'd be kind of fun to see that. And you know, speaking of music tie-ins, this isn't the first one we've had. Um, Lincoln Park Soundwave is one, and this isn't the most recent one either because just today, uh, the mainly shoe-based <laughs> website Network, N-T-W-R-K, they have an app. They do product drops where they drop products and sell them for uh, a severely limited time. They did this with Transformers, I think, for some sort of San Diego Comic-Con exclusive post-convention post uh, as kind of a way to get a few of them out there ahead of time. They are doing a Def Jam version of the Super 7 three and three quarter inch Soundwave figure that is uh, not out yet, but on pre-order. Um, I really dig this. It comes in like a cassette-shaped card, and uh, <laughs> it's it's from Def Jam Records. Uh, it's it's an all gray, kind of black and white Soundwave almost. He's gray with, with some colored details. 
Uh, I, I'm going to try to pick this up. It's 35 bucks. It goes on sale tonight, which means it'll be before I post this episode. So find me on Twitter to see if I actually got it. But I downloaded the app. I have the notification ready. It goes up at 8 o'clock tonight, and I am all ready to do this. Now, speaking of speaking of things I'm all ready to do, uh, this weekend, another thing coming up, and I want to just give you the heads up. I am going to NJ ToyCon in Parsippany, New Jersey. Uh, it's one of my favorite conventions to go to. It is every six months. Uh, a lot of toys, a lot of things to just kind of gawk at. So I will be tweeting out photos live on the Twitter at TFU underscore info. I don't think I'll be doing any interviews. I might. Uh, we'll see. But uh, I, there's never really a lot of uh, guests there, and I... I tend to only run into a handful of people there that I know and I, I, I usually have more fun at the convention I don't really want to feel like I'm working so we'll see but I will definitely post out pictures of anything I purchase and, and any cool transformer stuff I happen to see there now we did have some convention news this uh, past couple of weeks MCM Comic Con in London saw uh, Hasbro release some information about uh, upcoming BotBots figures including uh, the Claw Machine and uh, what was the other thing uh, I was a uh, gumball machine kind of set up right of uh bot bots uh, wave four series four and then all of a sudden these things showed up in stores not the uh, claw machine version uh, uh, or or anything else but the single pack showed up in stores in target in los angeles and uh those are out and we've gotten a list of the names uh, my particular favorite name is blurry murray uh, who turns into a pair of 3d glasses we also got news out of that show of some new Cyberverse figures. The most important mention here is there will be a figure released of Clobber. Uh, and there was also a leaked figure. I don't know where this came from. I saw it on Twitter, though, of uh, Rack and Ruin coming in the Cyberverse line. Speaking of Cyberverse, I am now nine episodes in of season two. What a good show. Um, this show has improved so much from the beginning of season one. I mean, season two, um, season one, I should say started out kind of poorly and you can check my twitter i was i was pretty hard on it until about episode five and uh that's really where it turned around and it hasn't fallen back ever since it's been been a good show uh the characters are fun and interesting it's very g1 for a show that's not g1 uh it's kind of like the fanboy idealization of g1 and i'm probably I'm not going to lie, that, that thought is not entirely my own. Um, shout out to uh, Vangelis and Lady of Wreck uh, for the last episode, uh, I heard at least, of uh, WTF at TFW because they did a great job breaking down Cyberverse so far. And um, I got to say, uh, they not that I didn't agree with them before, but they've made me agree with both of them more. Uh, also nice to hear Amy, Lady of Wreck, back on a podcast. I uh, haven't heard her in a while, and uh, she's always a good listen. So check out her show, uh, the Underbase Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, another Transformers fiction, uh, IDW's uh, Transformers Galaxies number two came out just recently, and that's another fun, fun read. Uh, Tyler Blazinski, for his lack of taste in baseball teams, uh, does write a pretty good comic so far. It's a little... It's funny for for plotting Cybertron, uh, Cyberverse for being uh, really good at being G one while not being G one. This is really good at being G one while being really G one. Um, I like it. I do like it. Uh, the Insecticons are introduced in this issue. It's more about them than the Constructicons, really. Um, and we get a neat little 
story from Bombshell uh, as he tries to manipulate the Constructicons. And the neat things here, without without getting too into details, one, the Insecticons uh, are a group of Transformers that just eat, uh, much like in the cartoon, um, but they're pretty much like carrion. Like they are the insects that eat the dead. Uh, it's gross and disturbing and really dark. Uh but for some reason, I like it. I like it. And I like that Bombshell is manipulative without using his Cerebro shells. Uh, I won't get too further into what happens in that issue if you haven't read it, but go check it out. Now, speaking of comics, uh, <laughs> one thing I, I did try to catch up on when I was at New York Comic Con were the folks at Viz Media, and I didn't really get to nail down someone there. They were promoting the Art of Transformers book edited by Jim Sorensen, but no one was there promoting the manga collection that's coming out. And uh, it was just announced that uh, the manga volume two uh, will be coming out later in 2020 uh, alongside volume one, which will come out early 2020. And having read some of the early parts of this for the podcast for Transformers University. Go check that episode out. It is so much fun. Uh, the manga is so weird and wacky. The Constructing them. Three, two. The Combaticons shoot a magical dog and kill it. <laughs> it gives Power Glide uh, more magical powers. It actually gives the Minibots magical powers to combine in vehicle mode. Uh, there is all sorts of weird stuff in that episode. Do check it out, and I can't wait to see the the English translations of these books in print. And, you know, speaking of comics, uh, other things I have been reading uh, these days. What have I been reading? I finished I finished Bloodshot Reborn, uh, which certainly seems like it is meant to be a, a, a predecessor to the upcoming film. Uh, yeah, I know. I rant about Valiant Comics. I haven't really read other comics, but I have been watching comic book-related TV. Uh, Watchmen on HBO. Oh, my goodness. Is this show good? Uh, I am not a huge fan of the Watchmen graphic novel from the 80s. I like it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I am not one to you know swear by it. The movie I saw was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I'm not one to swear by it. The TV series is really freaking good. Uh, it is clearly set, at least by episode three, you find out it is clearly set in the comic book continuity. Uh, so the ending that happened in the comic that was changed for the movie uh, is the one that leads into the TV series. But the, the shot selection, the way things are laid out, it's just a beautiful show. Uh, it is intense and violent and uh, hard-hitting, and it feels like the comic, the original comic, brought to life. If you haven't checked it, if you don't have HBO, uh, do check that out. Also been watching The Walking Dead. Uh, last episode was real weird. Uh, I will get and will not get into spoilers, but there is a conversation with Negan and a boy he meets on the road. That, that is really awkward. <laughs> um, I don't know where the writers were really going with it, but it does not sit well. Uh, like, I feel like I need to um, not watch that scene ever again. Um, I feel like whoever wrote it needs to register wherever they live. And <laughs> it is just, it's a tough watch. What? You've never heard a nut tapping? Seriously, with big old sausage fingers like those? Now, while we're on uh, TV front, I have to reach out to um, 
the folks at the toys that made us now you know i i worked on the transformers episode of that show in season two but season three is coming and i did get an email about a potential uh, interview opportunity with brian volkweiss uh and i want to know from you folks if if you want to hear from him uh so do me a favor drop me a line email or uh, on social media at TFU underscore info on Twitter and uh, TFU info just about everywhere else. And tell me if you want me to do another interview with him. We, we sat down with him once for uh, season two. Uh, I have availability to get him for season three. They're doing Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers, among other things, this season. So if you want me to talk to him, Drop me a line. Tell me, because I would happily, happily get him on the phone. Uh, they're also doing a new series called The Movies That Made Us, uh, season one. I could probably talk to him a little bit about that. So uh, jumping back to a few more Transformers-related bits of news. Uh, Dollar Tree has four Transformers bag clips. They're basically keychains that are on clips of Optimus, Megatron, Soundwave, and Bumblebee. I will be looking for those later today because I will be near a Dollar Tree in about an hour. So I'm going to totally check those out. Uh, I did pick up Walgreens exclusive Ratchet, Siege Ratchet, and what a nice toy. I haven't tried the weird repair bay mode yet, but I do like the fact that uh, he is fairly well remolded from Ironhide and Crosshairs. And in fact, uh, I took a bunch of pictures of them up on the Twitter and Instagram and Facebook accounts. and including one where I was able to make a uh, kind of a bootleg combiner out of them where uh, Ironhide and Ratchet are the legs and Crosshairs is the upper body. And it's very much an Energon style combiner where uh, Crosshairs' legs are, are these giant fists and his arms are kind of looped behind his head. And it was all using basically some of the uh, accessories that came with the figures and five millimeter ports uh so please go check that out on the instagram also posted pictures of uh brunt because i finally got him opened up i haven't put him in any of his weapon modes but overall he's a nice toy there's ways to make him really look like a beast machines figure i was just goofing around with him uh and uh put pictures of that too up and you should check those out because it was a lot of fun he could totally be a jet storm or a thrust from beast machines uh just with a few part swaps now One of the other things not really covered lately in uh, Transformers news sites, uh, something I saw on Twitter and then sent over to my friends over at TF Wiki, is that there was a um, there was a YouTube video from from a show called Articulated Points, and they got a hold of a 1986 or 85 Takara Chronoform watch preview booklet you know, something for the salespeople. And in there, there was a transformer that we never knew about. Uh, so it was uh, a watch bot, one of the chronoform transforming watches called Maxi Trek. And I don't know if it ever came out, but there's artwork and box art and uh, uh, box mock-up for it. And it, it was auto, it had some sort of uh, automated gimmick where if you put it in robot mode, it walked across the table. Uh, do check that out. Uh, search articulated points. Uh, chronoform on YouTube, and I'm sure it'll probably come up, and that's K-R-O-N-O-F-O-R-M for chronoform. Now, I think that covers just about everything Transformers-related I wanted to talk about. I did want to talk about uh, one other thing, and this is toy-related, so it's Transformers-adjacent, that I just want to rant a little bit about. And there's recent news, and it's been trickling out over the last few months, about Toys R Us reopening. 
one of which is going to be a location in Paramus, New Jersey. Now, I pass through Paramus, New Jersey on my way to work just about every day. It's a big mall area. It's, it's kind of uh, where it's going to be located is in the mall from what I hear, and it's going to be uh, where two kind of major roads intersect uh, at Paramus Park Mall. Now, there used to be a Toys R Us actually right over there. It's now a furniture store. Now, I was talking with a friend and someone I know who used to work for Toys R Us corporate and was affected by the layoffs. And, and having a lot of friends who live in New Jersey and people who work and live in New Jersey and as someone who works in New Jersey, um, Toys R Us was a big presence in the middle of the state. And so the reverberations of the bankruptcy was, were felt uh, around this area. So I was talking with someone I know who was a little closer to the Toys R Us situation than most people are. And I was talking with her about what she thought of the store reopening. And she gave me a little bit of perspective on, one, who was running it, and two, what they did in the final days. Now, apparently, the same people that basically ran Toys R Us into the ground are still running uh, the new version, uh, TRU Kids or whatever they're called. And I think it's an important point here that the chances of Toys R Us working with some of the larger toy companies, the toy uh, manufacturers like Hasbro and Mattel and Disney and uh, Lego, the chances they're going to work with Toys R Us again is very slim, if not non-existent. Why? Let's face it, after the bankruptcy, Toys R Us left them holding the bag and all those companies lost money because Toys R Us, when they knew they were losing money, were putting in purchase orders and restocking their stores and refilling their warehouses, even though they knew they were going to go under and never pay for that stuff. So with that in perspective, right? What, what is going to be in those Toys R Us stores? What is going to be their two experience as part of that? It's going to be their in-house brands. The, um, I forget what they're called. Was it Little Tykes and, and a bunch of the uh, brands for, for newborns and infants and toddlers? Those are the brands you're going to see at these new Toys R Us stores, at these TRU Kids stores. You're not going to see Transformers or uh, Star Wars or Marvel from Hasbro. You're not going to see the Mattel stuff like Barbie and, and He-Man and Hot Wheels. You're not going to see Lego at these stores. So while many of us are nostalgic for that vintage Toys R Us warehouse wall-to-wall -wall experience, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> uh, because from a business standpoint, if I ran a business, a large business, and got hit the way I did by Toys R Us going bankrupt, I'm not working with them. Now, if I was a small business, right, the small businesses that worked with them before, a lot of them went bankrupt because they were dependent on Toys R Us and their purchase orders and their purchase orders that they never paid for because they went bankrupt. Other small toy manufacturers and 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 distributors. Uh, some might jump at the chance for, for the distribution opportunity, but right now with, with just a handful of stores at the end of 2019, not many are going to do that. And I don't know if many are going to trust the leadership over at Toys R Us. So that is uh, my perspective and strictly my opinion uh, based on, on conversations I've had with people that used to work for the company.
All right, but let's move on to some uh, brighter things. A couple of things I've been listening to, as I mentioned, I like the rock interviews. Uh, Talk is Jericho. I caught a great episode on the 30th anniversary of the first Skid Row record. Um, I forgot how good that record is. And uh, it was an interview with with uh, Rachel Bolin and uh, Dave Snake Sabo. And uh, they they really did go into a lot of the detail. And uh, speaking of New Jersey, right, because they are from New Jersey and how, oddly enough, uh, John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora were big influences on that record because uh, one of them, I forget who, lived across the street from John Bon Jovi growing up. And uh, it's it's a great listen. You should give it a listen. I went back and listened to that record, and I found one of those things that I find always interesting in, in songcraft and in uh, music craft is when someone takes a word that is one syllable and turns it into a word that is two syllables. Because one, if you ever see a song like that at karaoke, people always screw it up and because they're reading and not singing. And... Uh, too, it's always just fun to hear how you could take something as simple as the word fix and turn it into uh, a two-syllable word. And that uh, uh, there's a chorus on one of the Skid Row songs, and it's uh, you know, I need a fix of rock and roll. But uh, he sings, I need a fix of rock and roll. <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> it's silly and stupid, but. Uh, I find that stuff uh, incredibly amusing. And the other thing, uh, listening to the Metal Podcast, uh, Jamie Josta on the Josta Show interviewed Rob Flynn from Machine Head. And uh, it's an interesting tour that I don't know if I'm going to make it to. I've seen Machine Head so many times, but I haven't seen them recently enough to see the songs from their newer records that I really like. And they're doing a great little thing where it's like an evening with. Uh, They've gotten two of the original members back in the band for part of this tour. And what they're doing is they're doing a show for about an hour and a half with uh, their current lineup, uh, which I don't know who any of the guys are other than Rob Flynn, the lead singer and guitar player. And then they're switching out, taking a break. Uh, they're playing everything in that first show from, uh, they're playing entire set of songs from their second album to their most recent album. And then they're swapping out band members in the break. They're bringing back the original drummer, the original lead guitar player, uh, both the current bassist, and uh, playing another 45 minutes to an hour and they're playing the whole first record front to back and uh, it's just a neat kind of tour thing that I've never seen before where it's basically you know two, four, six members of the same band <laughs> but two people leave and two come back um, and and they play an entire different era of their music so uh, if the Machine Head tour comes your way and that's your kind of thing, if you like Machine Head as much as I do, uh, I do suggest checking it out. Uh, shows are in February, I think. I might be swamped with Toy Fair coverage to catch that. But now, once again, I will be at NJ ToyCon this weekend in Parsippany, New Jersey. Uh, so if you happen to hear my voice and recognize it, please stop me. Someone did that to me at New York Comic Con after the Transformers panel. I got to give that guy a shout out. Uh, I don't know your name, but thank you for, for uh, stopping me and, and telling me how much you like the show. Uh, that totally made my morning and it was a busy morning, but, uh, that memory kind of stuck with me and I don't think I mentioned it here. And, uh, uh, that was so freaking cool. Now, if you want to keep up with the show, you know how to do it. Twitter is the best way at TFU underscore info. And if you want to help the show, join our Patreon, patreon.com slash TFU info. I won't hit you with all the other stuff. If you're a regular listener, you know it. If you don't know it, it's in the show notes, uh, links to everywhere you need to be. 
And don't forget, Black Friday's coming up. So you want to follow our other Twitter account, at TFDeals. I will be treating out all the latest deals from Amazon, eBay, and more uh, as I find them, especially with Black Friday and Cyber Monday coming. So you want to keep an eye on that. So that will wrap things up for this episode of TFU News and Views. Once again, I am your host, Anthony Brucalli. Until next time, see ya.